Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Well, John, uh, you have such a, a long history in the music industry. I wanted to ask you, um, if there was a piece of advice that may have been given to you from a mentor or a peer or, you know, someone kind of like in your sphere that, um, that resonated with you that you'd like to, to share and pass along. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I I've been thinking about that one all week and, you know, and I, I feel like, um, I can't say that there was, you know, believe it or not, like any one particular thing I, I, that, that jumped out at me, I, mm-hmm. there was a, a lot of pearls of wisdom I acquired along the way, yeah. um, you know, that just, you know, might have had, you know, something to do with something at the time, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, that might not have made sense until it until it happened. But, um, you know, like, I, you know, Randy, you know, Randy used to tell me stuff all the time, you know, and, and, and the. Um, one of the things that uh, he always used to say is, is you know, it was pertaining to uh, essentially, you know, how a how a bar runs and the and the fact that it's not a perfect environment, you know, okay. and, and, and when you're you know when you're young and you 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 know you're trying to impress people and you you know you you know and something goes wrong you beat yourself up over it right because you're like oh my god this went wrong <laughs> you know you know Randy's gonna kill me or whatever and yeah yeah. You know, and he used to like, he used to say this thing all the time. I can't exactly remember how he used to say it, but essentially he would say, look, when something goes a hundred percent right, it, you know, it's, it's like a miracle, you know, something along the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Where, yeah. you know, almost every night you open the door and something is gonna, something's gonna happen. You have, you know, a couple hundred people in a room drinking booze and seeing a show and, you know, um, yeah, it's not going to be flawless. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think the gist of that was, you know, um, it kind of, you know, it, it sort of, you know, taught me, you know, that, you know, you don't have to come into the room a nervous wreck and be in a panic, mm-hmm. you know, over, you know, trying to control everything that goes on because you really can't control it, I think was his big message. You know, yeah. you just, you just kind of have to kind of go with it and then react to the things when they happen, you know. Yeah. And, you know, at the time, you know, it, it ended up, you know, becoming sage advice only because you, you know, you really have to master that, you know, if you want to, if you want to have a bar with, you know, with bands on stage or anything, a nightclub, whatever it is. I mean, you just got to open that door every day and prepare for something to happen. Yeah. And not, and not panic when it does, you know, it's, uh, I mean, that was, you know, I've seen a lot of guys come and go because they just, they just didn't have the, the, you know, have that kind of fortitude. I think that, you know, the, the you know, that the nerves just weren't, <laughs> you know, just wouldn't allow them to be able to handle it every day, you know, and, and, and it's, uh, you want, you, you know, you want longevity in this, in this one, uh, you, you definitely have to, you know, kind of almost have that, that nerve of steel kind of attitude, you know, or else it'll, yeah. just, it'll eat you up, you know? But, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of, I mean, you're on that list, but you know, there's not a lot of Randy Heans from the living room or Rich Lupos from Lupos. You know, like there's just not a lot of those right. names. Um, probably even in other scenes that have just been doing it for 
30, 40 years and have just stayed, uh, stayed with it. Um, you know, it's a, yeah, there's so many reasons like we've been talking about, of, you know, razor thin margins and, you know, just, a, it's a volatile place. It's always ever evolving. So even like, you know, the, the, what was working at a certain era or a certain music style, people's taste change and just the ability to evolve with that, you know? Yeah. So the other thing Randy told me one time, I'll never forget it. I, you know, this was still relatively early on in my career and, and, you know, we were just having a moment in the office and he had, he said to me, you know what, kid, he goes someday, you know, uh, you're going to be a competitor of mine and, and it's going to be okay. I'm, I'm still going to love you, but you, you'll realize that our relationship will never be the same. You know, this is about as good as it's going to get, you know? Okay. And, 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 you know, and at the time I was like, Randy, what are you talking about? You know, I love you. This is great. This is my home. You know, and that, you know, that's yeah. ridiculous. And, uh, you know, and, and I didn't quite get it at the time either. And, and, and I've, I've said that a lot, you know, to my, you know, younger guys that I've worked with that had, you know, have the talent, you know, and you, you just realize that the relationship is only good for that moment. You know, somebody, okay. you know what I mean? Somebody young comes to me and they, they have the talent to impress me. And I decide to start working with them, you know, of that, that t really talented person has other aspirations besides, you know, working for psycho the rest of his life. Right. <laughs> so, you know, and essentially that's all he was really saying. He was just like kind of giving me a compliment and saying, look, you know, realize one day, you know, we're probably going to be on the opposite sides of the table, but it's okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and ultimately that ended up happening when he, when he tried to open up the third room and, and, you know, I was already with rich by that time. And mm -hmm. I, I, just, I just couldn't leave Rich. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, I had already set up a deal there and it was, uh, you know, uh, that second Lupo's was such a great room to be in. And, and mm -hmm. you know, Randy's third room wasn't the best out of out of the batch of them. You know, you know, some people might have a different opinion about that, but it was just, uh, you know, at the time we were talking about um, he was hoping I would bring my my nightclub stuff back, my, you know, uh -huh. my dance parties, you know, and I was just it broke my heart to say no to him. It really did. But you know, that was probably one of the toughest days of my life, really. But really, yeah. But he was right. I mean, years and years later, <laughs> you know, uh, he was right about that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that, you know, kind of leads into the next question that, you know, you've now become this uh, person that's booked shows for decades and you've owned clubs and, you know, you're just ingrained in, in, in the music scene and, and uh, you know, is there something that you've learned along the way uh, that you would share with the listeners? Uh, yeah. You know, I think um, I always jump on, you know, my, the first word that always comes to my head when I'm talking to somebody younger is, is passion, you know, and, and I, I always try to instill that. And, you know, it's not even just about the music business. It could be anything, but you know, I, I always tell them, tell people, look, you know, if you don't have a passion for it, don't do it because, you know, the, the amount of work and effort and, and time that in the, the, you know, unpaid for hours, the, you know, the blood, sweat and the tears, you know, it, it's not going to be worth it to you. You know, uh, if all you're in it for is the money, it's, it, it's not, you know, and that's in anything that's in anything, you know, if you're not, uh, excited about it and, and want to do it and be in, and, and you're not interested in it, then, you know, you can, 
just go work a regular job, you know? Yeah. For yeah. money. I mean, you know, that's, you know, and, and, and I always try to tell people, look, you know, along the way, you're going to have some people help you and, and, and you got to remember them and you got to remember, you know, to pay that forward to the next batch, you know, the next set of kids that are coming up. I mean, if you're around, luckily you're around long enough to, to have that happen, you want to be able to, you know, give somebody else a chance, you know, regardless of whether or not they're going to be your competitor, you know, you just, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's what you're supposed to do, you know, to continue to, you know, facilitate this thing. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm just talking about the scene in general, you know, long after I'm going there's you know, hopefully going to be, you know, you know, the next batch of guys that are, you know, doing the same thing, right. Or else music yeah. would just disappear. And, and the, the, old, you know, the only other thing that I, 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 you know, try to live by every day is, is just treating everybody fairly, you know, with respect, you know, always trying to do the right thing. Don't, you know, try to nickel and dime somebody just, you know, for the sake of, you know, getting an extra, you know, hundred bucks in your pocket or whatever, you know, yeah. cause that stuff will come back to haunt you. It's a, especially in this town, it's small, it's small enough. Yeah. You know, you get a bad reputation for things because, you know, you're trying to get over on somebody and, um, you know, you're not going to last long in this business for sure. It's, yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it just definitely brings true of just mutual respect and, uh, uh, you know, for the artists and, and then, yeah, for you, the, the club owner, you know, like this stuff goes hand in hand. I mean, it's probably just like a, you know, very basic thing to say, but it's probably not always thought of, you know. Yeah, you'd be you surprised. You'd be, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, I, I mean. I'm sure you have a few that come to mind and, and, and that's not what this is about, but I mean, you know, you'd be surprised how many, you know, it's just that, that notion just escapes, you know, escapes people, you know, yeah. and then, you, and, you know, and you're just sitting there going, well, how do you think you're going to screw all these people over and get away with it for another, you know, five years, it's going to be impossible, you know, yeah. and you, you can see the train wreck coming, but you Unfortunately, you can't stop it for them because they don't know what you, they don't understand what you're trying to say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, bands need the venues to play and clubs need the bands, you know, <laughs> like it's just stuff, how the stuff works, you know? Um, and yeah, you know, last piece of, of this segment, um, you know, you even seems like you're kind of talking about it a little bit, but, uh, you know, what would you say inspires you? And it can be, you know, with, music uh, or it can just be you know a broader uh thing in life you know but what, yeah what you know well i mean you know i you know obviously I, you know i discovered that you know i really loved music and i really loved you know the feeling of the live band environment and you know um you know when i was younger and first starting to come up you know through you know even through you know high school and you know uh, you know, I remember this is funny, quick little story, but I, I remember one time I was working at a supermarket and uh, this uh, one of my, you know, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe I was 18. I might have been just getting ready to start college. And, uh, and and one of my workmates came up to me. He's like, hey, you know, my parents are away for the weekend. I got this great house in Lincoln, in-ground pool, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'd, you know, it would be great if we could throw a party. You know, <laughs> and, you know, without even hesitation, I was like, yeah, sure. I can throw a party for you, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I, you know, and, and 
you know, and I did it, you know, I did, you know, I, I think I made a little flyer. I made sure, you know, everybody at the you know place knew about it. And then I, you know, I reached out to other friends that weren't related to the market, yeah. you know, the next thing you know, there was, you know, word of mouth traveled and, you know, the kid had more people there than he wanted. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up yeah. being a lot of fun, but you know, uh, as silly as all that sounds, I, 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 I remember, you know, maybe a, a week or so after that thinking to myself, Jesus, you know, you know, what made me do that? You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, when you're still kind of, yeah, when you're still soul searching and you're, you're thinking about things when you're, you know, that age and you're wondering what you're going to be and do, you know, that, you know, weird little things like that, you know, you know, kind of come up, right. You, you kind of talk to yourself about it, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and so I, I, I always think about that because I, I, I didn't know it then, but, you know, obviously that was something that was always in me. You know, yeah. I don't know why it's there or, you know, I can't say that there was anybody in my family that inspired me to do that. You know, it's just for whatever reason, I just always felt like, uh, you know, I wanted to throw the next party, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> and, uh, and it, and it, it and it turned into, you know, if somebody told me I was, you know, back when I was starting school, if somebody, you know, told me that, you know, someday you were just going to run bars and throw parties all the time, I would have been like, yeah, no, that's not what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to have some fun with some friends. Maybe a cute girl shows up. I could talk to, I mean, I, you know, I, um, so, you know, at least for me anyway, some of this, uh, you know, kind of took a life of its own, you know, yeah. I stopped asking why or how I just realized yeah. I was pretty good at it and, you know, and I, and, you know, certainly I enjoy it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great. It was really cool. Uh, to talk to you about this, this stuff, John. Um, again, you know, just your your history and music is is so so vast. So I appreciate you sharing a little bit of that with us. So. Sure, sure. Thank you so much for listening. Over the years, John DeFruccio has become quite well known for the punk, metal, and hardcore shows that he's done. But the truth is, and uh, many of you probably already know this, is that he books musicians across a huge array of styles. Um, you know, for instance, Askew hosts jazz brunches and acoustic nights, and, you know, everything in between. So I wanted to share a piece of the Autocrat set from a performance that this stellar funk band did at Askew back in November of 2019. Um, you know, such a great band, a great venue, and I uh, hope you enjoy. Thank you. 